Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We have on with us Kate Rooney is a sports reporter at KRON4 in San Francisco. Also is the host of the Red and Gold Zone. Kate, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi, Mike. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. Kate, uh, right off the bat, before we start talking Super Bowl, we'll ask you about the impact of Clint Kubiak. All reports look as though he's going to be the next offensive coordinator with the Saints. And certainly we know the genetic code with his dad and, uh, and certainly kind of connecting with Shanahan in that offense. What will Clint Kubiak bring to the table for the Saints as an offensive coordinator? Yeah, well, I think 49er fans would say, man, what are we losing with Clint Kubiak? Because the answer is a lot. He's been an integral part of what Kyle Shanahan does there. He's someone that he really relies on um, to help execute his system and to um, help give him ideas, bounce ideas off of. So, you know, Shanahan has so much faith in all of his assistants. He's been so loyal to these guys, and he's worked with with Clint uh, for a while now. And so, you know, I I know he has the highest level of respect for him. and, you know, I'm sure the Saints saw all that or they, or they wouldn't be bringing, bringing him on board. But having worked in Kyle Shanahan's system for as long as he has, uh, definitely ready to, um, you know, take the reins as a full OC in his own role. Now, uh, Kate, how would you view uh, his input? Obviously, you look at, you look at Greasy uh, and you look at Coach Shanahan and uh, everyone. It, it's all hands on deck. We're all contributing. Uh, Coach Kubiak, everybody. When I look at Brock Purdy, when all of a sudden he becomes Mr. Relevant instead of Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, uh, you know, I think that when Brock Purdy came on board, they saw something special in him right away. They might not have seen it when he was in the draft class, but immediately when he came to the 49ers facility and saw him on the practice field, I mean, Jed York told us a couple of days ago that he thought that Brock Purdy was the best quarterback in camp when they also had Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo there. Jimmy was making $20 million a year at the time. Trey Lance was the heir apparent. And Kyle looked to the side at Jed York and said, man, I think this guy might end up being our starter down the road. So all the coaches there have had a lot of influence on him. None more than Brian Greasy, like you mentioned. He's definitely worked with him the most closely. I'm not sure the exact extent of how much contact Kubiak has had with him in terms of helping develop him as a quarterback. I think that they just all have really liked the way that Purdy came in and 
showed his skill set from the beginning, even when he was not taking first team reps in Santa Clara. I mean, he's over there working with the third stringers and he was still showing that sense of what he was capable of. So yes, the coaches there who have helped him develop and he, he's been saying that all, all year. That's part of what's made him even more confident and more comfortable out there this season. Uh, but a lot of what Brock Purdy has is stuff that he came in with that for some reason, a bunch of NFL scouts and even NCAA scouts dating back to his, his recruitment out of Arizona from high school didn't see. Well, uh, uh, you know, Kate, uh, when I look at this, you hear a game manager. Uh, what does that mean? About uh, All I know is are you a winner or are you not a winner? Uh, to me, you cannot be a game manager. If you look with Brock Purdy, uh, he led the NFL in passer rating. You might say, well, yeah, you can check it down and have always a conservative passer rating, but this caught my attention. But he also led the NFL in yards. Uh, Kate Cullen here real quick. I kind of want to follow up on what Bobby was asking. Do you think Brock Purdy is really just a game manager, or do you think where he is, is he a bit more than that? Well, first of all, I think a game manager has been used as a pejorative team, and I'm not sure that it should be. After all, the quarterback is, by definition, the game manager, right? It's the person that you look to to call your plays, to be able to call an audible if necessary, to be able to read the field, manage what's going on with any look they're seeing from the defense. That is their job. And so the guys who can do that well, yeah, we, we might call them game managers as a sort of slur, but it's absolutely necessary to be a great game manager. So I wish we would kind of stop uh, saying it from that place. But I think at this point, some of the, some of the yard, some of the stats rather you cited there, Bobby, you can't be a game manager and lead the league in air yards per play the way he did. You can't be a game manager and uh, orchestrate two fourth quarter postseason comebacks the way he did in these past two weeks. Sure. We, we have a relatively small sample size. This is only his second year. I remember People saying Tom Brady was a flash in the pan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady. There's still a lot that he's got to do to even be mentioned in that conversation. But my point is people are so quick to judge quarterbacks who kind of come out of nowhere. I don't think we like the idea that we don't see someone's greatness their junior year of college. And we don't like the idea that we might have something wrong in the way that we're evaluating quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Uh, you look at Russell Wilson, another example of a guy no one thought was going to succeed in the NFL, and maybe he's not going to end up as an all-time great, but he certainly went on and did great things and won a ring and has, and has been a really good quarterback throughout his time in the NFL. So who knows what's going to happen with the rest of Brock Purdy's career, but he's good enough to lead this team to an NFC championship as a rookie halfway through the season, and he was good enough to lead the team back to the Super Bowl this season. And um, wins, you know, they're, they're the most important stat, but it isn't just about winning. He's got plenty of other stats to back up his success on the field. And the way you hear his guys talk about him in the locker room makes all the difference. With Jimmy Garoppolo, they, they were kind of always defending Jimmy. They seemed a little defensive and on guard when we would ask about him. With Brock, none of that. They just brush off all the concerns and they say, he's our guy. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. Now, uh, Kate, I, I would say, uh, and I know probably in the Bay Area, he's getting a lot of heat uh, with me because you always have to have a fall guy, uh, whatever. Oh, it's, it's never perfect, but Steve Wilkes. <laughs> I look at mm. uh, Steve Wilkes. Look, he's going to his third Super Bowl as an assistant uh, coach, having lost uh, his previous trips. you got to go back to 2006 uh, when the Bears lost to the Colts. Uh, 2015 season with Carolina. When he was a defensive back coach, uh, when they lost to the Broncos, Cam Newton, and all that. 
But when I look at, like, uh, Steve Wilkes, I think what people look at, you know, always whatever he's done for me lately, his unit, to say the least, is still on the fire after two lackluster performances in the playoffs. I think that's what they're basing that on. Uh, spe- specifically, now, even though Detroit has a dominant offensive line, because they gave up 182 yards rushing in the NFC title game against Detroit. So right now, it, it seems like Steve Wilkes is on the fire. And I looked at Warner and all that, and they all said, hey, it ain't the damn coach. It's not good enough. Uh, it's not good enough at all. So you, you can look at all the key players, both and everyone, and they know that uh, th- this caught my attention, uh, Kate. I want you to comment on this, that it's always, okay, what do you do? What are you establishing? Because everyone looks at offense, but the 49ers defense. Okay, then you look at D'Amico Ryan, who left the 49ers to go to the Texans. Okay, we're going to run the same defense, then it's working. So you got Steve Wilkes has to implement his skills uh, to be able to handle that. But look at the 49ers, led the NFL in points allowed when D'Amico Ryan was there at 16.3. Uh, so that's basically 16.5. They gave up uh, 300.5 yards per game. We're tied second in takeaways with 30 uh, last se- season under uh, Coach uh, Ryan's. And then, you know, they made it all the way to the NFC title game, like you mentioned. But I'm looking at the numbers this season. Uh, they've only barely dropped off uh, marginally. Uh, the 49ers are allowing 1.2 points uh, per game less. I mean, more, I should say, than 16.3. And 3.3 uh, more yards per game. And they've generated two fewer, uh, fewer takeaways. So to me, whether it's D'Amico Ryan or Steve, Steve Wilkes, overall it's been basically the same defense. But, Kate, I think what it is, the visuals of the last two games. Yes, in the postseason. And watching what the Packers and the Lions did. To run running the football. Yeah, without a Man, doubt. Chase Young, he was getting washed out on a lot of those plays when they ran the football right at him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a couple of things here. One, you look at the numbers, and you're, you're absolutely right. I, they're, I think they were third in the league this season in points allowed, third in run defense, which seems ironic given how much concern – people have had about their run defense the last couple of weeks there have been some changes in personnel when it comes to that defensive line um uh, under steve wilkes they're they tried to bring in chase young you mentioned him people expected big things from him being healthy this season being a organization that just has a better culture you know it's kind of indisputed right now that the culture in san francisco is better than washington but man i, I mean all you had to do was watch either of those games to see that chase young really struggled to set the edge um against both the packers and against the lions Javon Hargrave, another highly paid player who the 49ers signed out of Philly and was fantastic in Philly, hasn't really lived up to expectations in the run game throughout the season. He's been fine. He's been good. Hasn't been a liability, but hasn't been a playmaker like they expected him to be. Then, of course, Eric Armstead missing all that time. And when he came back for the divisional round game, he didn't look like a playmaker either. So you're seeing Nick Bosa get double teamed on every single snap. And the other guys didn't step up for two weeks in a row. So whether you want to blame it on Steve Wilkes for not making halftime adjustments, which a lot of people felt like he wasn't doing in the third quarter in either of those games, or whether you want to blame it on the players for not putting out a full lack of effort, I think both things can be true. It's a combination of the two. Ultimately, they were able to figure some things out enough to win the game. And they played well, particularly in that uh, fourth quarter against um, the Lions. But it, it won't do to 
not play well from every snap in the Super Bowl. You got to start off with your best game on that first snap when the when the clock starts. So if they set the tone in the same way against the Chiefs, it's probably going to be another long day for the 49ers defense. Um, and, you know, Wilkes was about to probably play himself out of the head coaching carousel conversation if they hadn't come back to win either of those games. But I think it is the combination that has led to the um, perceived lack of production and real lack of production that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Kate, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. And uh, I know you're busy uh, this week. Uh, got that team playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, you're breathing in some rarefied air. Uh, it's been <laughs> a long time here in New Orleans, but uh, you guys finally got a chance to get back to the big game. We, yeah, the 49ers did, and I think their fans feel like this is their time. They want to get that sixth Lombardi trophy. Um, you know, th- this felt like the window with a lack of injuries that they had this season. They're as healthy as they've ever been during this Kyle Shanahan era. And so we'll see. They happen to running into the, one of the best in all time, and um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but it should be an interesting week. I know it's going to be a fun week in Vegas, and Hey, I'm happy to talk to you guys because I actually have a lot of family in Louisiana, so maybe some of them are tuning in. Oh, wow. Where where you got family at, Kate, in Louisiana? I got family in – my family's in Monroe, and my husband's family is in Appaloosas. Oh, okay. Oh, man, you got a little Cajun. You got, you got some little North yeah. Prairie Cajun. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, Kate, before we let you run right quick, uh, the 49ers fan base, you know, everybody gives Dallas a hard time because it's been over a quarter of a century, hovering around 30 years since they won a Super Bowl. It was the same damn thing with San Francisco, what, yep. 1994? Yeah. Uh, you know, now they've been more relevant than Dallas to get the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl. But just from that perspective, the fan base, I'm sure, is saying, no, we, we left Candlestick Park. And we're in a new facility. We got to win the damn Super Bowl. No, we're not just happy being there. We got to win. Right, right. That is exactly what they're saying. Anything other than a Super Bowl victory is a disaster, is a total failure. And I said that during those last two postseason games. You know, both the Packers and the Lions probably walked away from those games, and they could say, man, we had a great season. We're teams on the rise. We're going to be back and better next year. The 49ers can't say that. They got to win this ring, or there's going to be a lot of tough conversations in Santa Clara. Thanks so much for joining us, Kate. We'll uh, we'll catch you in a little bit. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, oh, oh,